0: Hello and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast.
1: Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris.
0: And I'm Simon Sandsby. So, EU elections. Exciting stuff. Well, there were four people that were listening.
1: Yeah, there was. Everyone's a winner in this one.
0: Everyone is a winner. And regardless of statistics or results, everybody is claiming to be a winner. So, everyone's a winner.
1: Awesome. Before we get going, I've got a little quiz for you, Simon. uh Oh. On which banknote does Jane Eyre appear? Um,
0: this is completely un- unfair. He's dropped this on me. Um,
1: I want to say the twenty pound note. It's the new ten pound note, which is what you owe me as a result of failing to bet on a pie. <laughs>
0: Okay, yes, so we're, yes, in the last episode we agreed, we placed a bet, didn't we? We did. Um, so I shall hand over the Dosh. Um, well, I shall transfer over the Dosh because, you know, I don't deal with cash.
1: Really. And I shall find a perfectly decent charity for it to go to, which of course won't be me.
0: Excellent, excellent. I mean, you know, Guide Dogs for the Blind would probably be an excellent choice. They'd love that. Choice.
1: They'd love that. Millsy's here again, but he appears to be sleeping off the effects of a hard night at the polls.
0: Either that or. Um, eating the cat's dinner which he- the cats weren't too happy about
1: yeah oh it's 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 all allegorical but they
0: it? seem to have wandered off and, and left instead of growling and hissing at each other so um, while peace is temporarily broken out let's um let's get into the into what happened so we voted on thursday other european countries voted at different days which is why the count took place on sunday and the results were declared on sunday evening so
1: how did portsmouth go simon what are the numbers telling us so the numbers for Portsmouth
0: um, tell us that. Um, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll go through this on a from a Pompey level, um, and then we'll look at it from a Southeast and then a national level. Um, but we won't read out all of the numbers because you'll have no, gone to sleep. That'd be very dull. Yes, even more dull. So in Pompey, the Brexit Party had um, over eighteen thousand votes.
1: That's quite a lot of votes.
0: It's quite a lot of votes for a party that isn't really a party that's basically just a money-raising exercise for Nigel Farage.
1: Oh dear, the bitterness of the man. The bitterness. Let it go, son. Go on, give, give me, give yourself some good news. Who came second? Okay, big? so the
0: good news. So, um, coming in with a strong second-place finish um, with the Liberal Democrats at 10,601, which I was really chuffed about.
1: So, about half, what, the Brexit party got? Uh, no, no, it's more than half. Roughly speaking.
0: Well, roughly. I don't want to, you know, not be funny. I'm, I'm not... Sharing a, a restaurant bill with you, then, if roughly half is, you
1: know... 48.6%, if I do the maths oh, well, that's a f-
0: That's a funny percentage to come up with. Mm. Yeah, I know, I just made it up. Most yeah. of the
1: statistics are. It seems to be the day for it. Everyone's having a go with numbers today, so... Yeah, well, all right, you, you're a li- little bit over half, so... um
0: Okay, so... so um Well, okay, so then um the, the next contender were the Greens, who came in with 5,869 in
1: Pompeii? It's about half what the, the Dems got
0: yeah this isn't going to get like really Fibonacci now it's not going to kind of keep going on no um so Labour got 4,949 the Conservatives um if we can remember who they are at the moment they were 3,368
1: oh you've got to be pleased with that (laughs) have we no (laughs) Um, Keep keep going
0: okay so then um so then the next place goes to the Kippers at 1,503 about half (laughs) It's, it's all about halves, isn't it's it? It's all about halves. Please, please don't write in to say that there's some sort of conspiracy of halves yep. going on, because um, there isn't, and, um, and we, well, we don't care. So, um, and Change UK, the upchucks, they came in at
1: 1,467. Which is about the same as UK, and in no way half. So, uh, I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I know I tipped um, the tin of beans with the word... Brexit scrawled on it in crayon um, to, to, to win the day and they've done it and I've taken your cash off you but I've got to be honest I I, I, I didn't see them winning Portsmouth with that big a majority um,
0: I, th- I think the trouble is is that what these figures tell us and we'll get into a bit more detail in a second about how they translate up into our region um, and the national figure is that all, all these figures tell us is that Lots of people voted for a party that has a one issue, very very easy to sell, very very easy to communicate. We want to do this thing. Farage was on Andrew Marr the other week talking about how the Brexit Party are basically a, a party of a full Brexit, a party of a Leave without a deal Brexit, in complete contradiction to what he was saying in two thousand sixteen when he was selling the idea of a um, no one's talking about leaving the customs union or the single market, which is what. Daniel Hannan also said, um, and using um, Switzerland and Norway as examples of leaving but remaining part of EFTA and part of the single market and customs union. So it's an interesting bait and switch there from Farage. Um, but I, before- must,
1: I must confess, just to cut in at that point, when you said full Brexit, I, I lost your thread a bit there, because I was thinking of full English breakfast at that point.
0: Uh, well, yes, it is a dog's Brexit. Is there, um,
1: yeah, but hmm. I could fancy breakfast now.
0: Well, I'm not making one. Fair enough. So, um, but it's, I, it, ironically, it, I do have a pie in the fridge after us talking about a pie last oh, week. This is, this is so, um, so, um, but as you as you've as you've accepted me donating money instead,
1: there won't be a pie. No pie. No pie. Um, yeah. So I think when we look when we look at those results, um, you know, again, I think you've got to be, you know. Uh, and you know, lots of people you would have seen it on, on some of the forums and on things, lots of people adding up whether if this was an informal referendum for Brexit or Remain, you know, people saying, Well if you add the Liberals and the Greens and the Giblets or the Change UK or whatever they are, if you add them all up nationally and you add up the Conservatives and the Brexits and the UKIppers, then you know, and again, it, you can kind of try and work out who's won. I think, you know, even though my maths has been pretty sketchy today, I think if you try that exercise and you just forget that Labour, because they don't have a policy on anything when it comes to Brexit.
0: No, it, they they have a policy of not having a policy. Well,
1: is, and and they are staunch in in, in fighting that one through. Um, they are staunch in
0: favour of being against anything that everyone else is in favour of or this against. Is entirely, it
1: so, you know, it, it it's I. I <laughs> I would say from those numbers, if you play that game, and it's a dangerous game to play, that nationally I think, you know, it, it's there or thereabouts. I think but I think nationally remain the rem, clear remain parties. If you throw in the SNP, so we'll give Lindsay a big shout out here as our uh, as our, our informal Scottish correspondent. Um, if you throw that all, all into the mix, the the remainers probably got more votes, but um, in Portsmouth, I I think
0: probably the leavers edged it. Um, well, it, it depends on what you do with the Conservative and Labour share of the vote nationally. There's a there's a thing on the BBC website that says that anti Brexit parties got forty point four percent of the vote, and the pro Brexit parties got thirty four point nine percent of the vote. Um, the Conservatives got nine point one, and Labour got fourteen point one. So by pro Brexit, they're incu- including the Lib Dems, Greens, SNP, Change UK, implied Cymru, um and the pro Brexit parties there, including as um, as the Brexit Party and UKIP. So, yeah, like you like you've just said, you can do all those sorts of things with the numbers, the, and, and the the fact that people that are either pro Remain like me or pro Brexit like you that are trying to extract, although you're not trying to extract this from these figures, but it will try to extract different things from the from these figures. Um, it is an example of why a general election won't solve the Brexit issue other than changing the arithmetic in Parliament to mean that whatever is presented to the Commons will either stand a greater or lesser chance of actually being passed through the House because of the numbers in, in Parliament.
1: Yeah and it's an interesting piece because there is an element of you know when you look at that argument for the general election things will be different or they'll stay the same. Mm-hmm. Labour win that general election they will table before the house their policy of we'd like a different style of brexit that the eu won't agree to oh well, marvelous
0: we, well i don't i don't know as to whether the eu would agree to it but what they have said repeatedly is that the negotiation period is done so either we find a way to move forward with the um with the withdrawal agreement that's universally hated that was presented by Theresa may or we take something off the shelf, or we bin the whole thing and, um, and, and have another thing. Um, or we try for another extension, which in order to renegotiate. So it, all, now more than ever is the, is the time for us to to assess the situation from a point of view of what's probable, what's impossible, what's improbable, what's unpalatable remove the impossible and start working through actually what the other alternatives are, because at the moment the country is, is still divided, it's still in a mess, but all these figures tell us is that, well, they'll tell you whatever you want to extrapolate from those figures based on where you sat in, in either in June 2016 or where, or where you sit now. They don't give you an answer as to what does the country want to do now. Nope. There is a way of doing that. There is a way of finding out what the country wants to do now, and that's actually to ask the people, because they're the only ones that can break the deadlock in Parliament.
1: And much as I consider that to be ghastly and reprehensible, the thing that I've, uh, the more I've reflected on the so-called people's vote or the regret referendum, as I believe it's known, oh, um, okay. is is that um, is that I think it's almost a little bit like the general election because, it, and again, it's the, down to the nature of the question and single transferable vote and supermajority and all those kind of variables. But what happens if it comes back as a leave 52 remain 48 again Well, still you know it, unless you get that sort of clear guidance on you know what sort you know leave means leave as we all know yeah so so that's but, that's why they kept
0: the case for a confirmatory vote and i Project, you you know at the end of the day you can call it what you like but at the end of the day we're in a situation where there's an impasse in Parliament and the only way to give a clear instruction to Parliament or to the government of the day whoever that might actually be that week um, is to actually ask the people again but the question should only be things that are actually possible things that can actually be done now the question the framing of it would be decided by the electoral commission people that are in favour of um, talking about a complimentary vote are suggesting is that things that are actually possible are on, the, are on the ballot, um, but that it is structured in such a way as a bill that goes through the House of Commons so that when the outcome is declared, that automatically becomes law, that becomes actually the, the action of of the government. So we don't have the naval, naval searching that we've had over the last three years, you have a clear instruction. Um, but you're right, it could be that the clear instruction from the from the British public might actually be at that point no, actually, we mean leave. And depending on actually what, what the phrasing of the question is, is, for example, leave without a deal on the, on the ballot paper? And if it is, if that's what they mean, then it would be for the government to decide, surely, when they actually do that.
1: Uh, uh, many things. We, we risk disappearing down a yeah. rabbit hole. So we've looked at Portsmouth in terms of, uh, and you explained Johnny Foreigner's crooked and corrupt proportional representation system last time so after all the votes were cast in the southeast which is our it's not a bit of harsh kind of no no
0: identifying the two the two things foreign and corrupt as um no wonder you voted for the brexit party
1: absolutely so anyway we went through that last time in terms of this dividing by the number of apples and the number of spanners in an Acram toolkit after we'd done all of that how many which party got 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 which slice of the pie I'm still in pie mode uh, you, in the are, you are you are still
0: I, you are fixated on pie I pie am.
1: means pie I yeah. am. but with or without a crust I, no a pie without a crust so you, you give me a dish of meat yeah and put a lid on it yeah it's not a pie that's a lie that's a betrayal of great British values that is I've turned into Al Murray <laughs> You happened? you have <laughs> the spirit of Al Murray has come upon me. This is um, very bad indeed. Right, okay. Results. So, um, so
0: should we go? Should we go southeast and then go to UK? Let's go southeast. Okay. So in the southeast, MEPs wise, what that re- leaves us with is four MEPs for the Brexit Party, three MEPs for the Lib Dems, uh, one for the Greens, one for the Conservatives, and one for Labour. Um, so the interesting thing there is in the last. Um, Euro- um, European elections. Four of those seats were taken up by UKIP, so obviously they've lost all of their seats in the southeast region.
1: Can we just at this point pause, pause for a second, stare wistfully into the distance for a moment and just think to ourselves how good it is that the ghastly and abhorrent Stephen Yaxley-Lennon standing for UKIP, the new UKIP Kip? No, he wasn't standing. He was
0: standing as an independent. Was he really? Yeah.
1: Well, ghastly human that he Despite is. point
0: being, um, an advisor on on, on
1: racial on, hatred. Yes, on
0: racial hatred, which is yeah, yeah. It's like asking asking an arsonist to tell you about um, how to put yeah.
1: out fires. Really. Yeah. Give Dracula the keys to the blood bank. But let's celebrate the fact that he lost his deposit and was an embarrassing shambles of a man somewhere in the north. Thirty-eight thousand votes, wasn't it? It mean? was. It was
0: pitiful. As sorry, one, Stephen. Wasn't? Well, yeah. that's a shame.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: unfortunately, yeah. he'll have to find new ways to fund his lifestyle. Yeah, I think um,
1: go back to casual racism and just being ghastly. But anyway, so it's four, four, three, one, one, one.
0: Our slight diversion then. So um, effectively, so the Brexit Party have walked away with four MEPs, one of which being um, the um, the king of the king of the Brexits himself, Nigel Farage. No, no, no. Let me speak. <laughs> you wanted to speak?
1: No, that was my Nigel Farage. Uh, that's all I've got.
0: Oh, okay um we just say anything that isn't true and it will be a good good impression really so um so yes so the party that doesn't have members but has people that donated money that don't have a say in what the policies of a party are that don't have policies and don't have a say in who the leaders are of a party that has a load of leaders um that are basically people that were dragged up out of the you're retirement w- home of politicians I'm
1: ranting now
0: um
1: you're rambling it's well, not rambling,
0: these are facts, these are these are true, so um, it's, um, do you,
1: you know, you're a
0: fan of democracy, is it not a dangerous thing to to, um, to, to have a party whose representation of a huge swathe of, of people are actually a party that don't have any other policies or any accountability to the people that, that pay for them?
1: Absolutely, it's an excellent thing, because, and here's the because, because it's a protest vote
0: historians up and down the country are screaming
1: and they can do it they can scream all they like so it's a protest vote and i would argue the majority of the people that lent the brexit party their vote in these elections believe hope and believe they have lent them their vote until october latest so is there, if, a, is so, there a revolution in october no 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 is no no, october no, no so if if Undemocratic, dreadful people are unable to thwart the will of the people. Then we will leave the EU. When we leave the EU, all of those folk who are wearing the I believe it's teal. I don't even know what colour teal is. It's um, the Same colour as a. Duck. It
0: makes me think of Windows 95's five's um, default desktop. Nice. The, it was a beach with
1: like you know teal coloured water, and it it was it was a beautiful image. Um, so all of those wearing the teal rosettes mm-hmm. will pack their desks up in Brussels into cardboard box, come home, and the Brexit party will be no more. So, yeah, if it was a general election, loathed as I am to do so, I would probably agree with you about the un- lack of manifesto, lack of transparency, leadership, all of that old nonsense, which is all good and wholesome, but in the case of this one, it's just a... It's it's a, it's a bit of a shouty thing.
0: But, unfortunately, that might be what you think, but by giving, your, giving votes to people like that in that situation or a party like that or a, sorry the Brexit company um, what you what what they um, read that as is uh, basically a blank check and by the way they, they'll, they'll ask you to you know to give them some money as well to uh, as a blank check to basically do what they like um, beyond uh, beyond actually pursuing the no deal Brexit that he's now championing that he wasn't championing in
1: 2016 so, yes yes um, um, it, all, all of that but to move it on before your fixation with the lovely Farage gets out of control, um, and I mean lovely in a pejorative sense. So, I don't have any
0: posters of the guy up in my bedroom. looking no, like no, that. This it's, is tr- it's not that kind of. Fi-
1: oh not, God! Oh, oh. No. Oh, there's an image. Um, so Lib Dems. Got my th- therapist three, no, you'll find three seats. That's that's yes. a good thing, isn't it? How many did they have last time out?
0: Uh, so um we in the southeast we we only had one last time so we've increased our seats by two um so that's a really uh, a really good result that was good because by by gaining by having three seats that means that the teal brexit co were were not able to get a fifth seat so the in- interesting thing for me would have been had the 4% of the votes that went for Chukka's lot had they gone elsewhere would they could they have made even more of a difference by actually voting for um liberal democrat or or for the greens because you know, would that actually have um, impacted the balance at all? Now, the shame was that before the election, there was a nice website that I went to that you could play around with a pretty little slider arrangement that would enable you to figure out how many MEPs each party would get based on their percentage share of the vote in, in a particular region. But I can't find that now, or they've taken it down, which is a oh. bit of a shame. So I'll have to do that as a supplementary and try and figure it out because I. I in my head I'm not going to sit here and work out the de system allocation of MEPs I, I
1: don't think you should try it would, it would harm you in some way so nationally what what would the national results look like so the national similar again i would think so
0: a, a similar a similar kind of split really so um, so in the south east the brexit party had 36% of the vote the lib dems 25.75 so nationally the brexit party um, had 31.6% um, and have, have walked away with 29 meps uh, the Lib Dems twenty point three percent and have walked away with sixteen MEPs, so um, a fourteen MEP increase in, in what we had last time. That so that's a really really good increase. The Labour Party nationally fourteen point one percent, ten MEPs, uh, which is a halving of what they of the representation they had last time. Uh, the Greens twelve point oh nine percent, so seven MEPs. That's an increase of four, so more than doubling their uh, their number of MEPs, um, so a, a good night for the Greens. The Conservative Party, 9.09% um, down to 4 MEPs, a, a reduction of 15 MEPs, so Clumsy at best. they went down by about 15%. percent um, s p walked away with uh, 3, which is an increase of 1, and Plaid walked away with 1, which is even Stevens with where they were last time. Um, but the UKIP... Uh, they lost 24 MEPs. So they've walked away nationally with no MEPs. So that means even Gerald Batten, has lost his ability to go and sit and pontificate in the European Parliament. Marvellous. Which I'm sure we'll miss greatly.
1: So, we're going to leave the Brexit party to one side, because otherwise you'll start foaming again, and it'll all be unpleasant for everybody to watch. Just in, pointing out concerns I about... No, I know, the, I know, I know. It's all very valid. You're, you're, you're a guardian of goodness. I and here he really is with this,
0: the dismissive tone. But anyway, we need a break, because we need more tea.
1: Uh, guardian, when we come back, we're gonna. I'm going to ask you who you consider the biggest winners to be. Okay. And I guess based on the perhaps less than exemplary performance of my own team, I'll field
0: the losers. When you say your team, are you talking about your team as in who you normally sit uh, with or who you voted for?
1: Blue and yellow till we die.
0: Okay, so you're, you're keeping your blue. You're not. We're not going teal and yellow till teal, we die.
1: Teal is a shade of blue, is it not? Four. It is, Ooh. but it's a
0: really weak shade of blue that's exactly. insipid.
1: Exactly.
0: Ooh, danger. <laughs> Put the kettle on. So here we are refreshed.
1: Yeah, welcome back. So we're going to ignore the Brexit party now to stop Simon's eyes from pointing in different directions. And the question, I guess, is that if you look at the results as a whole, who were the biggest winners on the night? Was it the Lib Dems, Phoenixing from the Flames? Or was it the Greens, who on the back of, you know, Turtles and single-use plastic, seemed to have really surged and uh, beaten the poor Tories back into fifth place? Who's the big winner?
0: Well, if the way you're delineating winning and losing is by the increase in your um, increase in your vote share or your increase in MEPs, then um, again, I'm sorry for my my slight bias on this, but I would say that the Lib Dems then are the greatest winners out of those, because um, the Lib Dems went from two MEPs to sixteen. Um, vote share has gone up by thirteen point four percent. So although the Greens did have a good night by more than doubling actually their number of MEPs. Um, they've, they've they've only gone up, they've only increased um, by four MEPs, and their vote shares has, um, has gone up by four point two percent.
1: A good night for the Greens, but I good think night. I think we've got to concede that you know the Lib Dems were um were definitely in silver medal position in terms of winners last night. Yeah.
0: So the important thing was two really really clear Remain parties have really good increase in their votes and uh, an increase in the number of MEPs. Excellent. So everybody's a winner in that respect absolutely more reasoned voices about why it's a good idea to have the complimentary vote in order to end the deadlock in parliament is is a um is an outbreak of common sense
1: and the nice thing there is you left a little pause before you started that monologue which make it really easy to edit out <laughs> yeah but which of us is doing the
0: editing <laughs> yeah <fair>. <laughs> <laughs> um okay um so yeah so losers then who do, did you you you're going to tell tell say who you think are the losers?
1: I think in the same way that we ignore the Brexit Party on the winners, we're going to ignore UKIP steadfastly on the losers because obviously they are clearly in last spot now.
0: Well, I, for these purposes, they're just the the Brexit Party, just the UKIP Party in a yeah, different yeah, colour. Yeah, stop it, stop it, stop it.
1: <laughs> so in terms of, I think Change UK will be very disappointed that you know they they, they didn't get the same. Growth or interest or energy that that I think they were hoping for, and we've touched that they meddled about in the in the remainers' camp. So it's really about conservatives got absolutely hammered, nine point zero nine percent. I love the fact that you took that to two decimal places just to make it look even more bereft than it was. Just where the data was. I know, I know, it wasn't my decision. No numbers, numbers. (laughs) All the Labour Party and their their position. So I guess the question is who who would be more upset this morning? Now. From a conservative perspective we didn't campaign we kind of didn't really want to have these elections we were not interested we did not try and we got hammered and that's fine and if you look at the debacle over brexit and you know we we were supposedly going to sit here and discuss what this might mean for teresa may and obviously <laughs> that, that is already clear she's yeah she's yeah. kind of
0: um clearly
1: no so I I think in terms of the Labour Party being the biggest losers that the fact is that you know if you can't hold Islington and Islington home of the magic Granddad, votes Lib Dem I think you're in a spot of bother if you then look to the north and some of their traditional heartlands they got hammered in Wales they got massacred and Scotland it went even worse so whilst mainly you'll look at the result for the Conservatives last night and say, ooh, that was very bad. And it was very bad. Uh, where does Labour go from here? I have absolutely no idea. It was interesting. They had, had one of, they, had one of, they had one of their chaps on the news this morning. I don't remember what his name was. was. It Len Trotsky or something like that. And they asked, you know, she asked him, so are you a Leave or Remain party? And he said, oh, it's about us uniting the country together to go for a nice cup of tea and wonderful, yadda, 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 yadda and again she asked well, I will are you a leave or remain party and i don't know that they know and until they do where do they go from here
0: and and that again is why a general election although that might be inevitable based on who the tories end up picking from their their runners and riders list of of who's actually um, who's going to head the the, the tories um, despite not being able to change the withdrawal agreement despite not being able to change the mass in parliament they might end up having a general election one way or the other um so yeah so I think it's an interesting point so you, so your point is that the conservatives are less the loser because although they lost nearly 15% their folks j went by went down by nearly 15% and they lost 15 MEPs it was a race they didn't want to be in and they didn't really run correct you can't so so although they lost nearly 15% labor although that it was a race that they were in uh, uh, supposedly yeah they still their vote share still went down by 11% yeah absolutely and they lost half of their MEPs go
1: back to that half thing
0: yeah it's it's a, the, don't. you'll have me going on about 5G
1: masks again oh don't, don't do it don't do it but the chemtrails Ian the chemtrails no again I, I recommend heartily Aldi's aluminium foil for the best in aluminium hats ok <laughs> right final piece and we've got a touch on it now I have to say, I'm no fan. I've been no fan of Theresa May. I think she's been a debacle all the way along. I was slightly saddened by the number of spiteful posts in her resignation speech. Now, at the end of the day, you know, the one thing I don't think anybody could say about Theresa May is she didn't give it absolutely everything she had. And so, you know, I touched on it last time. I'm hoping that now, sat at home, with a glass of drambui or whatever she chooses to take that she is feeling slightly less of the pressure than she was
0: on a human level i don't want i don't need i don't take i take no enjoyment from seeing another human being suffering or being upset having said that at the same time no one forced her to take the job no no one forced her to have the strategy that she did no. and no one forced her to have the policies that she had either as home secretary or, or as prime minister that actually um visited suffering um, on um, thousands of other people in the country. Um, those were her choices. Um, the the end was inevitable from the point of view of, it, it's all about the arithmetics in Parliament. Um, so while I took no joy from her being upset um, and I could understand being upset in those circumstances um, un- unfortunately it was a mess entirely of her own making.
1: No, absolutely get her bed, lie in it, all of the above. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do slightly... Agreement? No, agreement. I agreement? No, because I'm going to frown at you with your foisted suffering or whatever whatever soundbite that was you threw in into the middle of the sentence. But but most of it, yes, you're absolutely spot on. So the question is, where do we go next? And I'm not channeling Owen Jones. they did feel like it there for a little bit, but um, yeah, I, I don't know whether that's better or worse than El Murray. We'll let the listeners decide.
0: Hmm.
1: Now, so the, what happens next then? So the way I see it at the moment is that... The Conservatives do have a. uh, Are you saying yes to hard Brexit? Are you saying no to hard Brexit? Um, Rory Stewart appears to have stepped forward and said, "Well, absolutely not. No hard Brexit." Now the lad seems to me to be pretty eloquent, seems balanced and measured. um, Has got the, you know, uh, again, it's not his fault, but he's a slightly, you know, Rory the Tory, uh, ex-army officer, and uh, and you know middle class and white but he seems to talk sense and I think he will be the poster boy for the no to hard Brexit. On the other side of the camp now you've got a number of people who have said yeah ooh, we're up for a hard Brexit, don't ideally want one. Um, now I think it will come down to those will be the two the two options that are on the ballot paper for the members to decide I think it will be Rory Stewart because I don't think any of the no thanks to hard Brexit will step forward. The question is who out of the rest of them, and I understand there could be quite a lot of them, stepping forward. A problem, obviously, the Lib Dems won't have in their leadership election, because no more than ten can step forward. Oh, in fact, nine, because one of them's already Vince Cable. Sorry, ch- cheap shot, but I had to go for it. Um, the question is who on the who on the yes-to-hard Brexit side will make it. I don't think it will be Boris, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I think he's a, he's a risable populist character, but for me personally... Um, too much of a loose cannon, and actually, I'm I'm not sure that he's actually a decent bloke. So I'm going to say it will come down to a straight fight: Rory Stewart versus Dominic Raab. Because um, so I, you're ruling, you're ruling um, Boris out of the race. I am, I am. I don't, I I do not think the Parliamentary Party will put him up there. I think he is, he plays very, very badly in the North. I think there is. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's the way forward. I think there is an element of, you know, being stood there shouting Wah, bah, 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 is is it's all great, but it's it's not prime ministerial material. So I'm ruling him out. Uh, Gove, similar reasons in that you know he is he is a snake. Um, Jeremy Hunt, despite his marvellous work in the NHS, I'm not sure he's going to get too much popular support.
0: Um, and his work for. Pun-based satirical comedy everywhere.
1: Well, indeed, yes, it is. It is a very, very bad place to be. So I'm calling Dominic Raab versus Rory. uh, But I think for those of you that fear the hard Brexit dreadfully, I think Raab's the man. I think he will get the... I think the grassroots is more in favour of a hard Brexit than not. So the but,
0: well, the grassroots of the Conservative Party might be, but the, the, whether the country is is another matter entirely, and that kind of speaks back to the EU election results. So it's interesting that so your your um, your favoured candidate mirrors what um, what Scott said.
1: Yes, when, yeah, when no, he, Scott. Scott Peter Harris, when he was here, he picked somebody who I'd never heard of as his preferred folk but i know i think it will be i think it'll be dominic Raab, but i am also going to say that i think it is a short term interim appointment that will get us across the line um whether they stay on for the next election i don't i'm not certain um you know it'll, it depends how this all falls i think we both know that it's not the greatest cup you're ever going to have to chug down is it the old breakfast brexit cup Which I would liken to a carbonated feta cheese and liver milkshake. Nobody wants to drink that, do they?
0: Uh, Not really. I mean, someone might try to sell it to you with some um, alpine grass or something sprinkled on the top, but um, and charge you ten quid uh, cut for the privilege. Um, So I I find it interesting. So Rory Stewart, the guy that got called out and had to walk back a comment literally two seconds later after saying it because he'd plucked out a thin air and a statistic of. Um, that 80% of the country want to deal it, want to go ahead with Brexit um, and just want to get on with it and he admitted on air that he'd actually just made that up um, uh, against Dominic Raab the guy that recently only just discovered that the UK is an island or sorry Britain is an island um, and that Calais-Dover border crossing is really quite important to trade um, and the guy that had been involved in the uh, negotiations for the withdrawal agreement, but now wants actually to have had a different withdrawal agreement, as in not a withdrawal agreement.
1: So marvelous, marvelous labor-style sniping there. I, I, I applaud you for it. So, uh, How dare you? So, uh, so <laughs> who, who's your selection? Because it's got so, to be one. Okay, we've so, got to have one. So, who well, well, strike well, Is this Is, es, then, es, Esther McVeigh, man, I is think. there
0: is there still time for you to join the Conservative Party and have a vote in the leadership election?
1: Uh, no, I believe that time has passed. So, so oh, but but when, you've 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 sniped and you've nuked at those two. So, uh, so I'm I'm really who, worried. Who's Simon backing? It, well, I'm not backing anybody you because I don't,
0: I don't well, no, I don't I don't because I don't. There's got to be a leader. To, I'll, I'll pick a lip lip dem when the time comes. Come on. Um, no, I, I I am. Who do you I, want? Okay, it's not about who I want. It's who extra, I think is most likely. Yep. I am actually quite scared that who is most likely will be Boris.
1: You're a Boris fan.
0: I'm not a Boris fan. I'm not endorsing him in any way. He's not who I want. I just think that's. I'm scared that actually he is who is most likely, and because he is. Um, already has already come out and in, in saying that basically he's repeated with different words. Theresa May's a lot of, of fateful line of basically um, if we can't get a good deal then we'll leave without a deal on on, um, on the thirty first of October. Happy Halloween, everybody. Wow. Um, so if that's his position, there is no support in Parliament for a no deal. Parliament will find a way to stop us defaulting out on the thirty first of October. Whether that's actually a, a confidence vote, which then actually leads to a general election. That might be the case so i think that the tory party will think instead of how it wins the next election and how it delivers the result for the country about brexit it will actually think about how it speaks to its own base so it'll be listening to its own echo chamber will vote for boris johnson because he says all of the things that people want to hear despite actually not being that very conservative so, I'm will then to... actually cause um a general election which will then lose so ironically i'm I like what Rory Stewart said, which was that a vote for Boris as the leader of the Conservative Party is, in the end, a vote to have Jeremy Corbyn as the Prime Minister.
1: So you see what you've done there. You've you've said, mmm, Boris. So once again, you've taken the parliamentary approach of, of, of voting against something. I've given you the... I've made you the... the concert, how, how does it feel to be the entire Conservative Party membership? You've got to pick one. A positive choice for somebody out of yeah. the cloud you've got to pick one no, you've got to I, lead- I, I'm not in the business of picking picking someone that would be good for the Conservative Party
0: that's not in my um, but, but thats so you can pick whoever's the least worst well no but, well that doesn't make sense of course it does no but the Conservative Party aren't going to pick the least worst candidate they're going to they're going to either pick the shouty Boris Johnson or they're going to do what they normally do in a leadership election which is all of the people that um, that stand initially Get full by the wayside, and who they end up crowning someone who's basically stood on the edge, kept their powder dry, and not really said that much. Well, so, well, this who looks, that person could be is anyone's guess because I don't think nominations have closed. They Haven't have closed they?
1: yet. No, there are still there's still time.
0: So there's still still, still time, time for Penny morden
1: So there is still time for Penny morden the lovely Penny Morden who's even lovelier than Dave Ashmore. So she could step forward, which would be great, but I I don't I'm not sure she will this time around. So, you, you've heard it here, listeners, Simon has not selected the next Conservative leader, but when the time comes in a future episode, and I'm asked to select from the potpourri of golden nuggets that are going to be the Liberal, I, I will put it on record now that I will select whoever I think is the least abhorrent of the runners and riders for the Liberal to, to, to pick the next Liberal leader. So, uh, we've agreed that everybody's won...
0: Well, we've agreed that everybody's claiming they're one.
1: Yes. Which I guess, in a way, when there is.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> so on, on that bombshell, mm. I've been Ian Tiny Morris. And I've been Simon Sainsbury. Thanks for listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow. Till we die. Even if it's light yellow, a bit watery. T- or even
0: if it's teal, teal. not really that blue because no. you know you voted for a party that doesn't have any Absolutely. members or
1: like an egg how is it like an egg duck eggs are teal
0: coloured I think well yeah but yeah you know you've got no you voted for a duck egg but actually it's an empty shell
1: it's a bigger egg it's a bigger egg than a chicken egg
0: I'm going to go and eat a pie now I'm not